Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Paul was in prison. He actually had these guards right there. He didn't know whether he was going to die or live. He had no idea the outcome. But what does he write? He had given his anxieties like he wrote to us. He's been praying about it. And Paul is writing. He said, I've done what the Spirit told me to do. And I've told you, don't worry, but pray. And he says, you know what's happened? As I'm here and being guarded by these guys, the peace of God surrounds me. A lot of times when reading the scriptures, and particularly the epistles, it's easy to get frustrated. After all, these guys are asking us to trust God for everything. How do you do that? The Apostle Paul is telling you to rejoice always. How can I do that, you might ask? It might seem impossible at times, but Pastor Mark at his teaching today will remind you that when the Apostle Paul wrote that instruction that he was chained to two Roman guards around the clock. The thing that should be encouraging to you when you read these letters is that those men lived out what they wrote, which means it's possible for you to do so too. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 with part 3 of his message, The Peace of God Can Be Yours. Let us hear your lessons for living. Repent means, if I'm walking this way, repent means turn around and follow God. It's a whole different lifestyle. And there's millions of people that are never going to get into heaven. And they're going to be shocked out of their mind. It's too late. So if you're one of those people today, and you came here, or you came to a Billy Graham crusade or you watch a 700 club or something, and you accepted Christ, praise God, but you never followed through, you never really got saved. You can just go to Mark chapter 4. I don't have time today. It'll tell you about all of those three of the four people that made a profession never followed through. And one day Jesus said to those people, I never knew you. You made a statement to me, but we never had any kind of relationship. So church doesn't do it. Good works don't do it. Being a nice person, wonderful. You can't get there except having a real conversion, a real change in your life. And so if I do that, I have peace with God. I'm going to heaven when I die. And some people say, Pastor Mark, can you really know that you're going to heaven? Absolutely. The whole book of 1 John was written that you might know that you're born again. I have no doubt that I'm going to heaven. Because I'm the pastor. (laughs) Hopefully you don't turn off now. Listen, listen. It has nothing to do with it. I'm going to heaven because I have peace with God. Because I took care of my sin problem. But that's not the end. How many things did I tell you with the peace of God? Here's the answer. How many things? 
By the way, that's a peace sign, in case you didn't know, 70s. How many remember the 70s, the old hippies, whatever? Yeah, right. Okay. How many? No, I won't ask you. You've taken a bath since then, praise God. Now, there is more. There's not just peace. I mean, that's fantastic because that gets me in heaven, but there's more. So turn with me to John 14. You're right by. Right by, just back two books, back two books. John 14, verse 27. Look what Jesus says. He says this. Peace, he's getting ready to leave. He says, peace, I leave with you. He says to his disciples, you're going to be in a difficult world. I'm going back to heaven, so I'm leaving you my peace. My peace, I give you. It's a gift. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. I love it in the New Living Translation. Look what this verse says. Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift. And remember these words in yellow. Peace of mind and heart. Mind and heart, when using the Bible, means the whole being. I'm leaving you a gift of peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift, you can't earn it, it comes because you're saved, that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You see, peace with God solves my eternal salvation. I'm going to heaven. I don't ever have to worry about that. The peace of God has to do with living every single day here on this earth. You see, Jesus knew that his disciples would have troubles and worries, but Jesus says, you can do everyday life because I'm giving you my peace. A peace of rest, the absence of worry, regardless of the circumstances. So here's the second thing you want to write. The peace, notice in yellow, of God. Not with God, with God's salvation. The peace of of God. That's peace that brings, while I'm living today, inner calm, rest, safety in everyday life. And the key word is at the end. Regardless. Regardless. The peace of God is not like the peace that the secular world tries to offer. All of those are temporary at best. This peace comes from a relationship with our Lord, with our Savior. Notice, the peace of God, from the Prince of Peace, the one that's in charge. You see, the problem that unbelievers and some believers, quote, have with the first one is, they want the peace, but they don't like the Prince part. Well, I'd like to have the peace of God. Shalom, I love it. What do you mean he's the Lord? Well, the Lord means he's in control. Well, I really like don't want that. Then you don't have salvation. You see, you can't pick one and not the other. He's the prince of peace. So he has to be the Lord. So when does that work out? All of this this peace of God comes because it's different from the world. doesn't come from vacations. doesn't come from exercise. doesn't come from drugs. certainly doesn't come from Craigslist. And so that's the way I live everyday life. Now, the next statement, you cannot misunderstand the next statement. Because it has to do with your relatives and your friends and your coworkers. It has to do with you. Where are they going to spend eternity? 
So make sure you understand it. Here's what you want to write. A person cannot have the peace of God until they first have peace with God. Do you get it? God does not give his peace, the peace of God, that I can use on a daily basis to overcome all the stuff. He does not give that to people who are in not relationship with him. That's the difference between an unbeliever and a believer. One of the amazing benefits of being right with God is, of course, I go to heaven. That's eternal. But then he gives us the peace of God, which I enjoy today because I have a relationship with God. You see, understand, this is a huge benefit for the Christ follower. The world is looking for true peace without having peace with God. The world is looking for true peace without having the prince, the one in charge over their life. It can't happen. It's impossible. So go back to Philippians chapter 4 where we started. Sebastian, Vera, Oviedo, up at the work camp here in Melbourne. Go back to Philippians chapter 4 where you started and, and see how this works out. This is so exciting. You, you, you can't miss this now. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. We started with it, so you already heard it, but watch how this works. Then, after I take care of worry, after I give it to God, after I transfer my worries to God, as we did on the seesaw, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your, here we go again, your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So after we pray and transfer our worries by prayer to God, we get... Peace, the peace of God. Now, I want you to look at me for a moment. The peace of God does not eliminate the problems. The peace of God does not eliminate the problems. I would like to say to you, you can have the peace of God and the problems are all gone. There's no more problems. That ain't going to happen. I can have the peace of God because God's got the problem. So the peace, the source of peace, is not from a vacation. It's not from drugs. It's not from alcohol. It's not from dead religion. It's not from going to India. It is nothing the world can give you. You can't buy it. The source of peace, next thing you want to write, is God himself. He is, Jesus is, the prince of peace. So how do I have, Pastor Mark, how do I have that peace when I still have those problems? Because your focus is no longer on the problem. Your focus is on God. You see, true peace isn't found in some kind of positive thinking. It comes from knowing that God is in control. So for you and I this morning, most of us definitely understand, if you're really saved, if you're really a Christian, you have peace with God and you're going to heaven. But we missed the second part that I just talked about. So write this down and we'll talk about it. Next thing you want to write is this. If you're a Christ follower, the peace of God is ours. It's yours. You have it. It's there for you. Live in it. It's not an if. He says you will have the peace of God. It's not some kind of question. 
you will experience God's peace. Now, some of you are going to say, Pastor Mark, could you explain the peace of God to me? What does that like really look like or feel like? Well, here's my answer to you. No. Why can't I explain it to you? What did Paul say? Look back at verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, which exceeds anything we can understand. Hello? It doesn't make any sense. How can I be at peace when all of these things are out here? I don't understand it. This is what I want you to see. It's beyond human intellect. It's beyond analysis. It's beyond any kind of insight. We cannot comprehend that peace with our brains. But listen, we can accept it and we can experience it. When you get on one of these big roller coasters, they turn upside down. You can tell anybody about it, but you can't really understand it till you get on that ride and do it, right? You got to experience it. I can't tell you the peace of God's light, but I can tell you that I've experienced it. And too often, we're not experiencing the peace of God. Well, I want to show you how God designed to do it. Let me ask you a question quickly. Just look at me. Where was the Apostle Paul when he wrote these words, these letters? Where, where was it? Tell me. He's in prison. And what was his case in prison? He was chained to guards, sentries. How often was he chained? 24-7. So Paul is writing. He's being guarded 24-7. So he uses a term that applies to what he's in that we never really see because we don't understand the Greek language. Now, look at verse 7 again, and I'll point the word that we're going to focus on. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, here's the word, will guard, will guard. If you've ever been to England and watched the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace, anybody ever been there see it? It's amazing. It kind of looks like this. It's got all these guards there, and you can go make fun of them and try to make them laugh. Oh, they ain't doing nothing, baby. They're guarding Buckingham Palace. They're guarding the queen. Now, Paul says that the Prince of Peace, Jesus, will guard our hearts and minds. What does the word guard mean? It's a military term that means the peace of God will surround us And protect us. Now I want you to see this played out. So it will make sense to you. The Bible says. Here's the whole sequence. Here's my worries. Here's my difficulties. By the way if you're an unbeliever today. This is your sin. You have to get rid of your sin. Before you can have peace with God. You do that with the steps I'll show you. But here I'm a believer. I know I'm going to heaven. But these things worry me. Well, through those five steps I gave you, this is now transferred, given to God. And when that goes, God's going to work that out. Some of those things I'm going to have to respond to. But as a benefit of that, I'm given a guard to guard my heart and mind. The name of the guard is the prince of peace. It's Jesus. Now, in the Bible, Jesus had a lot of terms. In the Bible, Jesus was called the bread of life. So is Jesus a loaf of bread? No. He was called the door. 
So is Jesus a door? No, it was just an illustration. He's called living water. So if you see a little water, oh, there's Jesus. Look at the living water. No, it was an illustration. So when you look at this today, this is a picture of what Jesus does. He guards your heart and your mind. The Prince of Peace is on duty 24-7. Because I want to pick that problem back up again. And so he begins to guard the thoughts inside me and keep me from anxiety and from doubt and distress. God assigns his son, who lives inside of us, as the prince of peace to guard my heart and mind. Now, let me show you two things. Remember, we read heart and mind before. Way back in John 14, I'm leaving you with a gift, a peace of mind and heart. And here we are, here we are, same exact thing. He will guard your hearts and your mind. Hearts and mind, remember, means the whole being. It's all of us. Now, I want you to write two things down because here's what he guards. First thing, write this down. He's guarding my heart. What does that mean? It's that emotions, those feelings. You see, sometimes I have all these feelings. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm worried. I'm in pain. It's not going to turn around and the emotions there. He goes right there to the heart. He goes, cut it out. Those aren't real feelings. That doesn't make any sense at all. That's not going to happen. Just cut it out. Don't do it. So he comes against... Remember, the the opposite of peace is worry. Satan loves to bombard us with all kinds of doubts and fears. Sometimes it's just the emotion. has no real reason at all. So he guards us. But second, he also guards us in our minds from wrong thinking... Or worried thinking. Well, I don't know how God's going to take it. I've done everything in my mind to figure out how in the world he's going to do it. I don't think he can do it. I have a plan, but that won't work. I don't think he has a plan. What is wrong with you? He's God. His ways are not our ways. Can you us, just a few weeks ago, I don't know, we're going to get all those boxes down to 80. We don't know if we can get enough money to get the boxes down to 80. Oh God, I'm trying to think how this is going to work. And the cruise ship comes and off they go to Haiti. I have to tell you, that was my plan months ago. I knew that was going to happen. (laughs) Not a chance. God's ways are not I ways. I was thinking about that. First stop on a cruise ship is Haiti. (laughs) You missed it, but you'll catch it later. I'm not vacationing in Haiti. I'm missionary in Haiti. Did you get it? Okay, no. So what does that mean? Paul was... In prison, he actually had these guards right there. He didn't know whether he was going to die or live. He had no idea the outcome. But what is he right? He had given his anxieties like he wrote to us. He's been praying about it. And Paul is writing. He said, I've done what the Spirit told me to do. And I've told you, don't worry, but pray. And he says, you know what's happened? As I'm here and being guarded by these guys, the peace of God surrounds me 24 7 well explain to me how that works i can't but it does that is the benefit of the peace of god and it's yours this 
God that lives in us is guarding our minds and hearts from emotions and thoughts that Satan sends to cause us to lose our peace and live in a life of worry. I want you to read this verse, Isaiah 26. You will keep in perfect peace, speaking of God, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. The way to keep our minds and thoughts on God is to spend time with him. You see, as I read you that this morning, his word builds faith in me. I can be assured of my salvation because his word tells me that. I can stand here and bet my whole life. And I've done this since I was a little child. I can tell you how to get to heaven because God's promises are true. He never lies. It's the same as it was when the real religious leader came to Jesus named Nicodemus. He was a very religious man. And Jesus simply said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. It never changes. The truth is there. Psalm 119 says, those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. Those who love your instruction. Now remember, prince, the one in charge. The one in control, the Lord. He gives the instructions. We do the obeying. He gives the instructions. We do the obeying. Now let me ask you a question. I want you to raise your hand if this has ever happened to you. You ever gone to bed and you begin worrying about something and you can't sleep and you have to get up for a while? Let me see your hand if you've ever done that. The rest of you are lying through your teeth. We've all that. There was a song about tossing and turning, tossing and turning all night. We've been there, haven't we? Haven't you? Yes, you have. I love this verse. Look at the verse. Write it down. Just write the verse. You can look it up later. Psalm 4, 8 says, I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, Make me dwell in safety. That's an amazing promise from the Prince of Peace, who when you and I lay down at night, he's in our room. He's guarding our minds. He's guarding our hearts. He's protecting us so that we can sleep in safety. Nothing is going to harm me. The shepherd, the sentry, the guard is on duty 24-7. Why should I worry? There's no need. I can live with God in peace and I can enjoy the peace of God. The world has no part in it. Pastor Mark reminded you that the source of peace is God. No matter what you try to use as a substitute, it will fall short. We taught about the things that having the peace of God will do for you, how it guards your heart and mind so that you can be free from worrisome feelings or thoughts. He reiterated that God's peace only comes after you have peace with God. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This ends the teaching, The Peace of God Can Be Yours. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the teaching, What Are You Thinking? He will teach on the relationship between how we think about life and the actions we take as a result of our thinking. He will talk about your mind and how, as a Christ follower, you need to have the mind of Christ rather than the mindset of the world. Well, you've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.